0: Thank you.
1: Good morning, Rose Bowers. Good to see everybody. Praise God for some rain. We definitely needed some of that. Let's all stand. Let's begin in worship by singing Majesty. is thy faithfulness
2: Great is thy faithfulness O God my Father there is no shadow of turning
3: How's everyone? Okay, all right. We'll take it. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Got a little rain. That's a good thing. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more. But uh, we are glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us this morning. Pray that you'll just uh, enjoy, let God reveal himself to you this morning. I mean, as as we go through worship and as uh, we bring the word. I just pray that you, you will open your hearts, open your mind, let God speak to you, let God reveal himself to you in a mighty way today so that when we leave here, we'll be changed, we'll be more like him, like his son Jesus. And we'll make, go out and be able to make a difference in this world on his behalf and for his glory. So, hey, it is the month of July. We do have our July memory verse. I hope everyone's been working on that. Uh, if, if you haven't, we still got a couple weeks. So uh, this, there's cards at the doors. Make sure you grab one of those. And so, and we're talking about liberty, talking about freedom. It was the month of July, of course, or Fourth of July Independence Day and such. But this is so much more. This freedom and this liberty that we're talking about here that in the book of Galatians is so much more than just freedom to do what we want to do. This is a freedom from sin, a freedom from the guilt and the conviction of, of what's holding us back and what's holding us down because we have a Savior. We can put our hope and trust in someone that will take care of that for us. And we don't have to deal with that. So, all right, so we've got our memory verse here. I'll tell you what, everybody just repeat after me. I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, but just repeat after me. So, here we go. Ready? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty liberty. by which Christ has made us free, free. and do do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage Galatians 5 1 right, good job I knew you could do it but today we're gonna be talking about do not be entangled you ever thought about that word entangled you get all tangled up in something got some kind of sin in your life got something going on that you can't get rid of can't shake you're just working on it you're trying your best what what does it say he says "Stand stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again by that yoke of bondage. He's actually talking about the law from back in the, the Old Testament days and how so many times we would get all entangled with that law, trying to keep it. But also there's that t- entanglement of sin in our everyday life. We try, to kick, we try to kick it. We try to get rid of it. We need to keep our focus on Christ. We need to follow him. We need to serve him. We need to call on him If you do not have a relationship with him today, I pray that today will be that day that you you will accept him as your Lord and Savior. Because he can and he will help you not be entangled with that sin anymore. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you. Thank you for the many blessings of the day. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us this morning. That you'll take uh, take this time and that you will use it to speak to our hearts. That you will use it to convict our souls. But Lord, most of all, that you'll use it to help us to be more like you. Lord, we're back ready to take up the offering here in just a little bit, and I pray that you will bless that as well. Lord, as we, this is a form of worship, as we give back to you what you've given to us. And so I pray, Lord, that you will just use this time to be all about you, draw us closer to you, help us to be more like you. It's in your blessing, and I pray. Amen. I'm am going to call the ushers down. Last week, I did forget that. <clears throat> I almost forgot it again this week. <clears throat> but since we've already prayed, we're going to let them just turn right around and walk right back at you go.
1: Well, I love when we come together for, for corporate worship, this setting where we all come together and we, we all stand and we, we sing together. Um, we lift up the name of Jesus. We praise and, and worship him through song. That's just one of many ways to worship. Um, it's very encouraging to me. I pray that it's encouraging to you as we come together. That's one of our, our mission goals here at Rose Bowers, to edify one another, to, to build up one another, to encourage one another. Um, so let's all stand. We're going to sing Glorious Day and how it's going to be a glorious day when Jesus returns.
2: Be. Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is He. The Word became flesh and light shined among and he man.
4: alright kiddos,
1: time for children's church if you want to line up over here to this door we're going to worship with one more song if you want to sit you can, if you want to remain standing please do
5: I love you Lord for your mercy never fails me oh my dear been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will see of oh, the goodness of God no Darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have a in the good.
6: Thank you for your faithfulness thank you that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that no matter what happens you are good and you are faithful and we can start from there god thank you that you are worthy of our worship thank you for this opportunity to worship you and i pray now in this next time that we would worship you i pray that this service this time would be pleasing to you god may we honor you with the words that are said but most importantly, may we honor you with our hearts. May our hearts be willing to respond to your word and hear it, and not just hear it, but be changed by it, God. Most, be changed by you. You invite us just as we are, but you call us to be changed, and I praise you for the change you you work in my life every day. And we love you, and we trust you with this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated.
7: you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want to ask you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. We'll begin reading in our time together in verse 18. Matthew 28 and verse 18. I love that song that we just sang together, reminding us of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, that he is a good God who is always faithful no matter what we are enduring here in this life and this moment in time that we live. Uh, It's always good to be reminded of the goodness of God and faithfulness of God because in the world that we live in, we go through dark and difficult days. And when we enter into those dark and difficult days, kind of like what we saw in our Sunday school lesson today, right, where, uh, where he went in the cave and he was hiding. That was a dark time in his life, right? And he isolated himself. And that is our natural human tendency in dark days of our lives to isolate ourselves from everyone else. And when we isolate ourselves, then we begin to think only about ourselves, right? Of how bad it really is. And nobody else has got it as bad as this. And, and, and you see, what actually is most helpful to us when instead of isolating is to begin thinking outwardly rather than inwardly, right? And one of the ways you can think outwardly is thinking about how good God really is. <laughs> that even as bad as it is in this moment, we would all have to agree that God is good, that God is faithful. And that He has blessed us with all of the things that we have and where we are in this moment. We live in the greatest country in the world. We're not hungry. We have a roof over our head. We have money in our bank account. Have a home that we go to. A car that we drive. Food on the table. uh, A family and friends that He has blessed us with. And as dark and as difficult as it might be, God is still good. And God is still faithful. And that's a good thing to be reminded of. I'm thankful for the song that we we're able to sing together to worship God, that He is a good and faithful God. Well, last week, we ended our time together finishing the book of John, this study, of the gospel of John. Um, and this week, we're going to enter in to a couple of weeks of a reminder of God's call to the church um, What Howie's talking about this morning, as he was sharing with us, that one of our phrases is to edify the body of Christ. And another one of our missional phrases is to multiply disciples, both locally and globally, for the cause of Christ. And the reason why that is our mission, our purpose as a church, because that is a command from Jesus Christ himself. And so this morning, I want us to be reminded of that command, and I want us to be refreshed in that command. And I want us to think of practical ways that we could obey that command. Not just know that command, but actually obey the command of Christ. And so, if you will allow me, we're going to go through somewhat of a simple training this morning that is known as the 411 method. Um, most of you should have received a white piece of paper. If you will, if you could kind of like fold that right in the middle and make it like a little booklet. Um, if you would like, if, if you need an ink pen, if you got one, uh, grab one. If you, if you would like an ink pen, we got a few up here. If you just raise your hand, these two boys will come by. Give him some. If you just give him some, Knox. He needs some of the pens. And if you need a paper, raise your hand if you need a paper or a pen. Um, if you would like to participate in this. I know teachers are about to go back to school, and I know that they've been doing lots of training, so they're not excited about this training today I'm sorry but this is a different type of training right Um, and so hopefully you can be excited about it and engaged in it Uh, but if you just if you would like an ink pen or paper they're gonna raise their hands and they will come by and get you one this morning it's a very simple training but it's something that I think if you can write out it will I don't know if you're anything like me I have to write everything out I remember things that I write down there's things that are said that I think yeah I'll remember that But I don't do a good job at remembering. When I write them down, I remember it better. So we're going to do this training that you can kind of write out. All right. Thank you, gentlemen and lady. If you will stand to your feet, we're going to read this scripture together first. Matthew 28, verse 18, the Word of God says this And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end. Of the age. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word this morning. God, I know it's a familiar word to us, for this is a word that we return to several times a year. But God, may it never grow stale in our hearts and our lives, God. And I pray that you'd empower us by the power of your Spirit to obey the words and the commands that you are giving us this morning, God. May we be a people that is obedient to your word, God. I pray that you'd help us to obey. Use this time for your glory, your honor, your kingdom. For it's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. This is the purpose of why we exist at Rosebower Baptist Church. And we cannot expect to experience the blessings from God if we ignore or put off or delay ignoring the commands of Christ. This is the last command of Christ before He goes to be with the Father. Is meant to be the first priority of the church. He does not tell us to make decisions, to make converts, to make professions of faith, but we are called and commanded by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to make disciples of all nations. And it's not just a command for us to be a missionary over there, but it's a command for us to be a missionary exactly where God has us in our homes with our family, in our workplace, with our friends, in our neighborhood, wherever God has you, it is a call and command for us to make disciples right there. (laughs) This is Jesus speaking. He's given us this command. This is a command uh, to make disciples. This command is for all believers. And so we're going to walk through a few practical ways that we can make disciples. When we talk start talking about making disciples, it involves evangelism and discipleship. It's not one without the other. Evangelism and discipleships are two sides of the same coin. It involves invitation, inviting people to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. But it also involves discipleship. This is the latter portion of our reading in verse 20, where he says, Teaching them to observe all the commands that I've shared with you. Right? So the first part is an invitation that they may know Jesus. The second part is to obey the commands of Jesus. Same side, or separate sides of the same coin, evangelism and discipleship. So this week, we're going to look a little bit on the evangelism side of what it looks like to invite someone into a right relationship with Jesus. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to ask and answer four simple questions about the passage that we've just read so on your paper it's going to look like this you got it folded right let me see if my uh the first side your question number one one dot why why all right one dot why and that's the first question we're going to ask why are we to make disciples the second question you'll open it up on the inside of your booklet Right here, it would be two, is who. Who are we to reach in order to make disciples? We want to clarify that and understand that. Who are we to reach in order to make disciples? Number three is on the right side of the paper, as you see there, is what? All right. When we've identified and clarified who we are to reach, what are we to say to them? This is where a lot of people struggle and stumble of not knowing words to say, and so we're going to hope and pray that we can give you some things that you can feel comf- confident and comfortable in sharing with others. And then on the very back part of your, th- you'll be when, all right? And number four, when, all right? If we know what to say, when are we to do it? And this is the idea of setting goals. It's one of the things, like in my life, we uh, Kendra has a little calendar at home, and she puts all of her activities and all the things and appointments and, all the things that we've got to do, and, and truthfully, if it's not in that calendar, it doesn't happen. all right? And we don't get around to it. We are very schedule oriented and I think that's true sometimes in our discipleship and inviting people to know Jesus is, is setting a time and a goal to invite people to know Jesus, being intentional with our calendar to invite people to know Jesus. So that's going to be number four win. All right, so that's what we're so we'll go back to. Uh, Number one, and that's what we're going to begin with, why, right? Why are we to make disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ? I think this is important just to back up and to answer, because I don't know if you're anything uh, anything like me, is I don't do something unless I know why we're doing something. Purpose has great value to me, great meaning. I need to know why. Now, once you demonstrate and show me why, okay, I'm all in. So let's back up just for a moment and say why. Our very first answer to that question is because the Lord Jesus Christ told us to, right? (laughs) Jesus told us to is why we are to make disciples. It's a command from Jesus, and truthfully, that's enough. But we want to go a little bit deeper than that. And what we're going to look at, think with me, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Remember when it says that we are reconciled to Jesus right? We who are lost in our sins are reconciled to Jesus, and because we're reconciled to Jesus, we are now made new. And when we're made new, we are also made an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is a reason why we make disciples, because it is the very identity, the DNA, the makeup of who we are as believers. (laughs) The lifeblood of a believer is to make disciples. So one of the things i want to ask you to do, can you draw this on that paper on that left side? Under why is re- the question, and the answer is my identity, is who I am. But one of the things, maybe some of you are picture-oriented, you learn through pictures. So we got the cross here reminding us that we are reconciled by Jesus, right? And as we're reconciled by Jesus, now we've got an arrow pointed down to new. See that little stick figure? That's you. <laughs> you have been made new in Jesus. You are no longer who you once were. Sinful and doomed to a devil's hell, but now you are new. You have been forgiven by the blood and the grace of Jesus Christ, and you are now new. You have life and life eternal. You are no longer who you once were, but you are brand new. I and mean, not only that, but now you are made an ambassador for the Jesus for Jesus Christ. And that little globe there—if you want to draw a circle, plus sign with parentheses. That's a globe saying you are an ambassador to who? To the world. You are now an ambassador of Jesus Christ for the entire world that others may know him. You are not one without the other. You are not an ambassador for Christ but not new. You are not new in Christ but not an ambassador for Christ. You can't separate the two. Once you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, your identity now is someone who's made new and made into an ambassador for Jesus Christ, and you are are, are purpose and commissioned for the purpose of mercy ministry that others may know Jesus. So that's the answer to why. That's the overarching answer to why are we to make disciples. We are disciples who make disciples because that's our DNA, our makeup for knowing Jesus. All right, now, the who. <laughs> now, that's a, you know that's kind of a quick one and an understandable one. Is that's why, because Jesus died for us so that we may tell others. But now, who? Who are we to reach? On, now, the way I want you to answer this one is you see the little circle in the middle. So in the middle of your paper, write, draw a circle and write your name in it. We are going to develop what is called an oikos map. (laughs) Oikos, ultimately, just is a Greek word that means area of influence, all right? And that's, (laughs) the oikos is where you're at, where Jesus has planted you. Um, This is going to include your family. This is going to include your friends. This is going to include your workplace. This is going to include the people that you eat breakfast with and the people that the wage, maybe... You have a restaurant you go to, and you know the waitresses by name, and they know your order by heart, and they bring it out to you every single time. So maybe it's people you do hobbies with. Maybe it's um, uh, just acquaintances that you know really well. So in the middle, you're going to draw a circle with your name. And then you're going to draw a line to these other circles, and you can see names, Sam, David, Chris, Phil, okay? Okay. These are people in our life who are far from the Lord and they're lost. We are developing a map of those that we know that we come in contact with that is not in a right relationship with Jesus. And I want to stop right there just for a moment. Notice this application to the side. It's It's a homework assignment. This week, ask those around you about their relationship with the Lord because I don't know if you're anything like this, but with me, there's a lot of people in my life that I'm probably just not sure we talked about church. we talked about things. They've kind of given me some indication that they might know Jesus. But I've never asked the question, do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? So that, if that's you with many people in your life, your homework assignment this week is those you come in contact with, those that you deal with on a regular basis, ask them the question, do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? And that question is going to help you fill out your map. Maybe it's someone you've known for a long, long time and you don't necessarily feel comfortable. You're like, man, I hate to ask that because we've known each other for 20 years. Just say like this. Say, hey, John, I know we've known each other for a long, long time and I know we've talked about church and I know we've talked about politics and all these other things, but I don't think I've ever asked you, are you in a right relationship with Jesus? Or do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? And then, that, you know, it's a simple bridge to get to the question. And then he'll say yes or no, or I'm spiritual, or what, whatever it is. And then you'll be clear. <laughs> you'll be clear. Does he know Jesus? Yes or no. And, and then that'll give you a, a help on filling out your map. Because I think sometimes we struggle filling out our maps because there's a lot of people we just don't know. And then I think sometimes there's going to be some on our map that, hey, they say they're in a right relationship with Jesus, but there's no fruit. They're not living for the Lord, they're in their sin, there's no fruit, and we may go ahead and put them on there that we're praying for them, because that's the whole purpose. We're developing a map, not just to develop a map, but to be committed to pray for these that we feel like are far from the Lord. That's where John 17, 20 comes in. Can you remember the prayer of Jesus? When he is praying for the disciples, but he doesn't just pray for the disciples alone. He prays for the disciples and for those who haven't believed yet. And he prayed ultimately for you and for me. The ones who are sitting here and know Jesus right now, that was Jesus praying for us. What? That we would be saved and that a movement of God would be started in you. That's our prayer for these who are in our life. We start praying for them by name. Lord, we pray for Phil. Phil. Lord, you know his situation. Lord, you know his heart. God, I pray that you would save him. Lord, I pray that you'd convict him of his sins and draw him to yourself that he may know you before it's everlasting too late. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you don't stop with Phil. I pray for his wife, and I pray for his kids, and I pray for his family, and I pray for his workplace. Lord Jesus, I pray you save Phil and you begin a movement of God in Phil that we begin praying, that's the whole point of this exercise, of not only developing and realizing who are in our life that maybe need to know Jesus, but the whole purpose is to pray, commit to pray for those that don't know Jesus, that God may save them, change them, and begin a movement of God in their life. So that is number two that is ultimately modeled in Jesus Christ. And so this week, ask the question of those around you, are you in a right relationship with Jesus? And then, will you commit to pray? Develop this map. It could, you know, we all got our ones that we're praying for, right? That's where this is coming from, is our ones. Praying for our one, definitely, but maybe there's some more that you would like to pray for. Commit to pray for them in the days going forward. And then, number three, what to say. This is where a lot of people get hung up, right? They understand Jesus is calling a command to make disciples. They understand there are people around them that don't know Jesus and really do. But how do I share with them? What is is ways that I can share with them? There's two tools that we're going to share with you this morning that I pray can be helpful for you. One is one we've shared with you before. It's called the 15-second testimony tool. It's a way to share your testimony in 15 seconds. And the second one is the three circles. It's a way to share the gospel. Okay? The 15-second leads the three circles is what our hopes is. And so on this portion, this is what, that top part, this is what 15-second testimony looks like. Our hope is that you can kind of draw this out and you can develop your own testimony. You're going to have a cross in the middle with Jesus above. Then you're going to have, you know, a backwards-pointing arrow, a forwards-pointing arrow. Um, and, and so you're going to begin with a phrase, There was a time in my life. And then you got the backwards pointing arrows. You're going to have one to two words that summarize your life before knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Mine is selfish and prideful. Okay? Then, meeting Jesus. These two lines here, um, for me, are like, uh, so there's a time in my life. I was prideful, selfish, only cared about myself. But then Jesus died for my sins, and now I am forgiven and I follow Christ. So, forgiven and follow. And then the forward-pointing arrow is two arrows. Now, what is one to two words that summarize your life as a believer? We're not saying you're perfect, but we're saying what are the fruits of the salvation in your life. And for me is now... I find great joy in purpose in serving others. So serve and purpose are my two words. Now I, I find great joy in serving others. And not only that, but I find great purpose in serving others because of Christ. And then the last phrase is, which is what we're trying to get to anyway. Do you have a story like that? <laughs> maybe this week, remember I asked you, you're asking about their relationship with the Lord. Maybe you just use this 15-second testimony to ask them about their relationship with the Lord. You say, hey, I'm working on this. We see what you think. But then at the end, ask them, hey, do you have a story like that? And hear about their salvation story. I've got two guys from our discipleship group that have volunteered to come as an example and share with you their 15-second testimony. So Brian and AJ, if you guys would come forward, and Scott, they'll use this pulpit mic. They have graciously agreed Uh, to to help us and to use this as an example uh, of their personal testimony in this 15 seconds. Um, So thank you guys for being willing to do this. I know it's hard talking in front of people, but we will allow you guys to demonstrate that for you. Anyone want to volunteer to go first? This is Brian Flyers. We're thankful for him and his family, but would you share?
1: Sure. Uh, There was a time in my life when I was selfish, Uh, And my life had no purpose, but then I embraced Jesus and his forgiveness. Now my purpose is all about Jesus and serving others. Do you have a story like this? Yeah. Thank you, Brian. There was a time in my life when I was ashamed of my past mistakes, but then I was forgiven by Jesus and chose to follow him. Now I'm at peace with my past and my life has purpose. Do you have a story like this?
7: Man, will you give them a hand? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Now, the idea is for you to develop your personal 15-second testimony and being able to share that with others. So you begin with a 15-second... Do you have a story like that? And then, because and then, that's our... You know, we want to hear from them. Do you know Jesus? And then that leads into the three circles of sharing the gospel. Um, You can draw this out. Uh, What I normally do is start with this right circle right here. This circle is brokenness, because this is really easy to get to. We say, hey, look out in the world around us. It's really easy to see things are not the way they should be, (laughs) right? Um, We see evil, sinfulness, problems all around us. That's where we are. But they were never intended to be that way. You see, in the beginning, this is the first circle, God's design. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and it was absolutely perfect. And God created man and intended man to live with God for all of eternity in His presence. That was His design. But what happened was because of sin, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they sinned, and that one sin separated them from a holy god and now because of that sin we've all become sinful and the brokenness we experience in this life cancer illness disease death sorrow is because of sin that has entered the world and it is a a rebellion against a righteous god and the problem is we're trying all of these solutions to fix our brokenness we try relationships Our earthly relationships should try to fix our brokenness, but it only leads to more brokenness. We're only left more disappointed. We try money and career to work harder, do better, make more money, get more stuff. But guess what? That leads you to only wanting more, needing more, being stressed, and difficulty. It leads to more brokenness. Then, we, sometimes we try alcohol, drugs, anything that will make us feel good to get this guilt, sorrow, and shame out of our lives so that we would be better. But guess what? It only leads to more guilt, sorrow, and shame. So everything we try on our own only leads to more brokenness and only leads to more sin. But God, unwilling to let us live in our sin for all of eternity, he sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to do what we could not do. That is, Jesus lived the perfect, righteous life. He died the death that we deserve to die because of our sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death and the wrath of God for all eternity. But Jesus lived the perfect, righteous life. Then He died in my place and in your place for our sin, so that any man, woman, boy, or girl... They confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, they shall be saved. Because guess what? Jesus didn't stay in that grave. Jesus, on the third day, got up out of that grave, and now we have the opportunity to have life and life everlasting, which is God's original design. And so you end with, and then you could ask the question at this as you're sharing the gospel. After hearing about these three circles, which circle do you find yourself in do you find yourself in brokenness heartache sorrow and despair or do you find yourself here God's design of living for him and with him for all eternity and let them kind of point to which one is it the brokenness area that you feel more relatable or is it following Jesus you feel more relatable and you kind of ask them, which circle do, do they find themselves in? And then, after they point to uh, the brokenness one, maybe they say, hey, man, this, this really is where I'm at. Uh, you know, money, career, or relationships. I, 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 can't, I find myself here and I'm struggling. Then you ask the question, has anyone shown you how to be here? How to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life? And they say, no, but I would like to here's an opportunity too. guess what, you could basically pray back the three circles as a prayer of salvation. You just lead them in a prayer there and ask them to pray out loud to God Almighty and say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I'm broken and that I know I've been separated from you because of my rebellion, but Lord Jesus, I, I pray For your forgiveness and your mercy. And God, thank you for sending Jesus in my place. And I pray now, by the blood of Jesus, that you would save me and restore me and make me new. (laughs) Return me to this original design that you've intended for me to have, that I may have life and life everlasting. And so that's a way that you can introduce them to Jesus, pray for salvation that they may know Jesus. So that is a... Two tools that you can use on what to say. What to say to those in your life who are lost. We're praying for those in our life who don't know Jesus. And then we are, we are developing this story to share with those. Who, so that's our application for this one. Can you? Let's begin by just practice sharing that story. Develop that short 15-second story and share that with two people this week where you become comfortable because it sounds real simple, but you really do need to practice it a couple times to kind of get it. Understand um, that you will share with others. But then, last and closing is when. When are we to do this? When do we make disciples? And this is where I told you at the beginning that if you're anything like my family, like I've got a calendar and it's got to be on the calendar because we're very scheduled right now and we don't have much downtime, and so we got to make sure it's there. And guess what? If I don't make intentional time to make disciples that, truthfully, it probably won't happen. And so, the win. You're going to have a few things here that you're going to write down. That ultimately, know that Matthew 7, 24 and 26, he tells us about the wise who obey Jesus and tells us about the fools who do not obey Jesus, Uh, right? And um, and, and that's what we learned, that there's a lot of people that don't make disciples, and sometimes it's because they're not intentional about it. This is a way to set goals, to be intentional about sharing God's. So what does it mean to set goals? Number one, pray. Set a time and a place to pray for those who are lost. Maybe it's every day on your way to work. Maybe it's while you're in the car. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's at lunch. Maybe it's in the evening. Maybe it's while you're brushing your teeth. Maybe it's while you're in the shower. Maybe it's right before you go to bed. A time and a place that you're going to pray. And then you can also like understand it's the ones from your oil cost map, those who are in your life. So you're praying specific names that they may be saved. And then number two is share the gospel. If you make an intentional effort, like I want to name, this is Phil, and I'm supposed to see Phil Thursday because I go by his shop on Thursday and I think, I'm praying that I have an opportunity to share the gospel Thursday. After lunch, I'm going to share it with Phil. That's our goal, right? That's our goal. So set a name, a time and a place for that that one you're going to share the gospel with. Um, The next one is train 411. This is more so a practice. Like find someone that you can practice your testimony with, kind of hold yourself accountable with, because guess what? We're to be disciples that make disciples, and so we need someone to encourage one another. So just think of a person that you could practice your uh, story with and ask them how it's going of sharing their story. That's, That's one of the things. But then that last part, notice it says start the commands of Christ um and and the when where and so this is next week what we're going to look at so this is the first part that involves evangelism inviting someone to know jesus as lord and savior of their life and that's one side of the coin the other side of the coin is verse 20 it says teaching them to command <laughs> teaching them to observe the commands of christ all that i've commanded you Teach them to observe. And that's where discipleship comes in. And that's where we look at the commands of Christ and saying, yes, no, are we obeying the commands of Christ? Are we repenting of our sins? Yes. Have we been baptized? Yes. Are we making disciples? Yes. Telling others about Jesus and teaching them the commands of Christ. That is the call of Christ that we are called to obey. And that is to be our purpose and our priority as a church in our community and beyond. So we'll look more at that next week. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, this is not your DNA. This is not your makeup. This is not your desire. And I want to invite you to come and know Jesus before it's everlasting too late. Because Jesus loves you. And He loves you so very much that He willingly died in your place for your sin that you may have life and life everlasting. And your only right response is to recognize Him as King of your life and to give your life to Him. And I'll ask you to do that right now. Let us pray. Lord, we love You and we praise You. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your command. We thank You for this simple training, um, the, the tool that You have given us, Lord, to, to help us. Make disciples of all nations. God, I pray this morning for those who are in this place that know you as Lord and Savior of their life, God. I pray that you would empower us to make disciples. God, we struggle with it. We have difficulties with it. We don't know what to say, when to do it, how to respond. Lord Jesus, I, that is, it's always going to be hard. Satan's going to make it hard. We know that. But God, I pray that you would empower us by your Spirit to speak a word of love and the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you help us be confident in sharing the gospel, to be comfortable in sharing the gospel. And Lord, I pray that we understand the results are not left in our hands. (laughs) For you're the only one that can save. You're the only one that can move into work. And Lord, we understand that, we believe that, and we trust that. But Lord Jesus, help us to be obedient to the call and command of Jesus. There's one here this morning that doesn't know you. Lord, I pray today's the day before it's everlasting too late that they may come and know you as Lord and Savior of their life, that we may celebrate with all the angels in heaven that one sinner is willing to repent and call upon the name of Jesus. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Will you stand to your feet?
2: lord jesus i long to be heard
7: so much for being here this morning in God's house. I pray that you've had a wonderful week, uh, and I pray that you will uh, this week going forward. Just a reminder, Wednesday night at 6.30, Women's Bible Study in the Fellowship Hall, Men's Bible Study in 106. You don't want to miss it. We have youth and children as well. It all starts at 6.30, so join us this Wednesday night. And then also just a reminder of the two donations that we're taking up. One for the Reedland Day, we're taking up glue sticks for kids that are going back to school they're going to be given out on that day. So if you would like to give glue sticks, please do so in the white baskets in the foyer. If you would like to help, we're going to be doing some carnival games. Please sign up. See Michael. It's July the 23rd. Uh, so we need some help there if you would be willing. And then also we're taking up some, uh, we're taking up some items for the Baptist Health Cancer Center. Um, there's a list in the foyer that you could grab and bring that in and donate. And they'll be putting together chemo care packages for cancer patients. I think that's all the information I have for you this morning. I do thank you for allowing me uh, to do the training. I pray that it's helpful. Uh Uh-oh, there's Miss Emerson because she's got a brand-new baby sister here with her today. And Jordan and Lacey and Blakely, if you would come forward, that's how we want to end our service today. This is the first time for Blakely to be here with us. Emerson, what do you think about your baby sister? You like her? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yes. Well, we're so excited for the Duncan family uh, as they added their new addition. When was her birthday? Uh, June, 20th. June 20th. And so she looks very healthy and precious with that ribbon on her head. But we're, we're going to close our service this morning by praying for this sweet family. And you continue to do so as they adjust to being a family of four. And Miss Emerson becomes a big sister. I know she's going to be wonderful at it. Uh, Being praying for her in the days going forward. And mom and dad um, as they continue parenting. Now a parent of two. We're so thankful for them and pray God's richest blessing upon them. If you'll stand to your feet, we're going to dismiss by praying for a baby. Likely. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you so much for this sweet family. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the birth and we thank you for the health of mom and baby Blakely. Lord Jesus, and I pray for every every development, uh, growing as she uh, continues to grow. We thank you for Emerson, Lord Jesus, and Lord, being a big sister. And for mom and dad, Lord, we just pray that you wrap your loving hands around this sweet family. And Lord, we pray for each and every uh, growth milestone that that she will have, Lord. I pray that she grows and develops like she's supposed to physically grow her, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we pray spiritually that there's a day and time that she comes and knows Jesus as Lord and Savior of her life, God, and that we lift her up to you and ask you to have your will and your way in her heart and her life right now, God. Use her for your glory, for your kingdom. Use this family for your glory and your kingdom. And Lord, we pray for school, for driver's license, for boy for boyfriends and marriage and college and and all that you have in store for her, God. Lord, we just pray that you would use her for your glory and I pray for mom and dad as they care for her in the days going forward. We thank you for them and we thank you for this miracle for it's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen.